All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today we're live with uh, Ken, 69th Blizzard. Hey. And Marcus Almighty Mark. I'm alive. Hopefully, Ronnie will be along shortly because we are doing our 10,000 Vaults review show. Obviously, I did a very, very, very long-winded review, as <laughs> I'm just not capable of not doing one. Uh, and it's still, I, I still agree with it. So here's Lonnie. Welcome to the show, Lonnie. Um, let's just get this out of the way. Chuck, you're banned. I think this Ace Fairly album is somewhere between the Sergeant Pete, uh, the, the Beatles Sergeant. I can't speak. Sergeant Peppers? Sergeant yes, Pepper and, and Yoko, Yoko Ono's, Ono's Greatest Hits. Oh, All right. That's a way in between. That, <laughs> that, that, that is what is called an undecided vote. So, <laughs> you know, everyone's had a, nearly a week now to digest 10,000 Vaults, Ace's seventh, I believe, studio album of originals and that's kind of the format that we're going to be sticking to today to discuss this album we're doing our usual ranking we've ranked 11 songs each of us uh from least favorite to favorite and then we've also ranked the seven studio originals solo albums to see where it fits in we are not ranking this against the 1978 solo album because we are not imbeciles um Yes. Nice but I want to thank everyone who's taken the time to join us today. Uh, Jeff Davidson, AB, Gregory Pegg, Ronnie Parker, Chuck. Yes, you've already had a comment up on the field. Uh, Austin, Bill Phelps, Opal Archive, Tales of a Geek. Uh, CMAC was here way early to welcome us to the show with, I think, several hours to go. So thank you very much. So a weekend, guys. How is this album sitting with you? Is it, let's start off with that elephant in the room. Lonnie, is 10,000 Vaults as good as Ace's 1978 solo album? It's not as good as his 1978 solo album. I rank it higher, and we'll get into that, than some of his other releases. But it's not as good as 78. 78's on a different level. It's like saying... You know, Gene Paul are just as guilty of it, saying this album's our next destroyer, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is our next destroyer, our next creatures, or our next revenge. Two yes. of those make uh, Mark twitch. Mark, what about you? Uh, are we imbeciles, or is it as good as uh, his 78 no. solo album? It's it's not as good as the seventy-eight solo album, but it, it but it's pretty good, you know. Well, we'll get to in more detail, but it, it's not as good as seventy-eight. I, I don't. It would take a miracle for him to write something better than seventy-eight. Well, that's actually kind of funny, um, Ken. <laughs> no, it's not as good as nineteen, the nineteen seventy-eight solo album. Uh, lightning is not going to strike twice. For the phrase on that one, um, not unless you're singing when lightning strikes. It's not a, and yeah. Like, wow, yeah. <laughs> and you've been sitting on that all day. Yeah, <laughs> I've been, I've been saving that, that one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's it's not nothing's going to you know be a miracle to to match something like that. But uh, it's 
on the other hand, it's it's not too far off from it. I mean, it's it's not far far off seventy eight, but uh, it's not his worst album. It's not his best album. It's in the middle somewhere. Yeah. So, I I mean, it's going to be interesting. Let's jump straight in to the rankings. Uh, again, we are going from least favorite to favorite and everyone's turned in their rankings to me and every every song's gotten as many points as there are songs on the album uh the maximum a song can score is 44 points and the least the song can score across this panel is four points so let's just start with the least favorite song on this album any guesses in the audience it is it's actually a shocker stratosphere only managed huh. to get seven points out of this panel. Um, it is, of course, the final track on the album, the instrumental. So, Mark, let's start with you on that. What do you like about it, and what you don't like about it? Um, well, I, I I like instrumentals. I mean, I've done a few of my own on my own records, so I can't talk badly of instrumentals. And plus, some of my favorite bands do instrumentals, so I am a fan of the instrumental. Um, at this point, I get the feeling that Ace is just doing them simply because he wants to continue this whole, you know, fractured mirror part one, part two, part three, part four. And this is like a kind of, you know, tribute to those, you know, sort of instrumentals that have to appear on his albums. Does he does he need to put an instrumental track on his album? No, I don't think that it would have made it. I don't think it made it any better having it on here. Would it have made it any better having it off? Maybe, but it's it's good. There's nothing bad about it. But it's just simply not anything that's very memorable to me. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you a single line of it right now. So, yeah, I, I mean, the words just really suck on this one. Um, I mean, what the hell do you fracture after one? you fractured a quantum? Uh, there's nothing yeah. less left to fracture. Fracture the universe. So, mm. yeah, aim high, aim for the stratosphere. But really, I believe this is one that Steve brought in, and it has a shit ton of guitars and layers on it, but it doesn't actually go anywhere for me. So I don't dislike it. I won't skip it. I won't edit it out of my um, playlist, but it really does nothing for me. Uh, Lonnie. Um, Yeah, it's, I feel like we have to have, for for whatever reason, you know, we Ace feels like we have to have a instrumental to end it. And, you know, I, I think he's kind of, pigeonholed himself into this because he's done it so many times that he feels like you know there, there's a formula to an ace fairly album you know and we can get into that too i, I you know I, I think a cover song is just you know ace feels like he has to have a cover song and he has to have an instrumental so here's the instrumental and like mark said there's nothing really that stands out to me that oh i can't get that little riff out of my head or i i can't get this little hook out of my head, it, it, it feels like it's just kind of, it's just kind of there at, at the end of the album because we felt like it has to be there at the end. There's, there's, it, it's, I get it, but I, you know, I would have, I would have liked to hear, hear a, you know, just a, another track with some vocals on it instead of, instead of just, just the instrumental. So it's, it's kind of forgettable to me. And that's, that's why I ranked it last. Yeah. Ken, you liked it the best out of us, and it's still uh, in the it's still near the bottom Steve? of your order. Yeah, and still. It was in, in it was down nine. there at the first time you did your order. Yeah, it was pretty far down there. Um, but yeah, it's not the 
I don't think it's the worst. I, I I give credit, you know, to for trying the instrumental thing, and you know, it's not bad. I agree. I agree. It should have been longer. Um, I think the best part of it is is his solo in it. Um, I would have loved to hear more more of that, um, and probably more solos throughout the album, actually. But uh, I, I kind of enjoy them. All of his instrumentals are kind of. I wouldn't necessarily say background music, kind of a mood music, you know, you're, when you're in that sort of mood for that kind of thing. Um, I, I enjoy those, you know, it's, it's different. It's not dumb lyrics, you know, being sung on some things, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you know, you can just listen to the music and enjoy it as, you know, for what it is. So yeah, it's, for me, it's, it's not the worst on there. Um, I enjoy it a little bit uh, enough to, you know, put it up a little higher. All right. So moving on from the waiting room to the fractured quantum in 10th place with a whopping 12 points. I don't think this is going to shock too many people. Constantly cute. Hmm. Ah, Many couples have inane pet names for one another or those little phrases that are just so stupid, but to anyone else, Lonnie, um, I didn't. <laughs> I, wow. thought, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I didn't know you're just going to jump right. No, no, you're, you're safe. Okay. It's uh, I had it near the bottom, not at the bottom. I probably had it higher than some of you guys. If it got a whopping twelve points, I probably had it a little bit higher than some of the guys. Um, it it's okay. I mean, there's it's it's not bad. Um. I, I think there's worse songs on other recent Ace albums than this. Um, I can see why some people think it's kind of kind of silly. Like I was sitting there um, last night doing my rankings. I was sitting at the kitchen table, and I, I, I was telling my wife my rankings because she was, you know, insanely interested in how how I you know, had these songs ranked out. And I said, "Oh, the next uh, I'm going to say constantly cute," and she goes constantly cute that's interesting <laughs> I, go, well, I go well you should hear it she goes no i don't need to so um it, it's different and i get it i mean it, it, we can talk about it but i th- i think a lot of the songs on her are influenced by his girlfriend but i mean because you, you can tie a lot of songs to that just just lyric lyrically, so it's okay. It's not my obviously. It's not my favorite. It it it, it is one of the songs that I kind of caught myself kind of singing a little bit to myself this week. So I, <laughs> I will say that I will say that about it. Whereas I, I I didn't really hear my find myself singing up in the sky to myself. So I, I will give it that at least. So what about it's you? catchy as hell. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm guilty too. It's got a really good vibe to it, but it's got cringy ass lyrics and the title. Again, it's one of those inside things for couples and that's where it came from. They build a song around it. There's been worse sins in, in, in music history than that, but yeah, it's pretty low on my list. Ken ranked it the same as you, by the way. So Ken, Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Lonnie and I are in the same wavelength for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, the lyrics kind of bring it down. It, it is it is goofy. Um, I, uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> no, um, it's, I don't know what it is. It's just, 
At first, I had it lower, and then I sent a list in to uh, Julian again <laughs> to make him do more work on the rankings. Um, and I, I bumped it up because I had it really, I think I had it bottom. And then I, I listened to it again, and I was like, you know, actually, kind of gets kind of stuck in my head now. <laughs> so I had to move it up a bit. Um, it has, a, it's a little bit of a catchiness to it. But it's not the first song I'm going to go for, you know, listen to on this album or anything like that. Um, so it's it's much, you know, it's what eight I think on my list. So not that high. All right, let's put a quarter in Mark, who ranked it the lowest. Your least favorite, your least favorite song on this album. This song is absolute bunk. I mean, seriously, like this is like, come on, like language. Ace really has always given this aura of being cool. You know, the cool guy from the band. He was the cool, you know, lead guitar player, and you know. The the lyrics in this, I just can't believe that they came from Ace, you know. And the 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 melody, I mean, I know Ace is not a greatest singer, and I'm so used to his singing, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. But some of the singing is like, the ladies they lose their mind. Like it's like, oh, like just the way he pronounces some of the stuff in this song is just terrible. I mean, I know they did auto correcting and everything, and it's not out of picture sure. or anything, but it's just man, like just the 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 the, the lyrics are just. I, I can't believe Ace looked at that and said, "Yeah, I'm cool with singing this." That that's I, he should have just said, "No fucking way, man! I, I'm Ace Freely. I don't sing shit like this." You know, and that's what exactly what he should have said and said, "We're doing a rewrite." You know, and that's why it's down at the bottom for me because it's just not Ace Freely to me that kind of lyrical content. I mean, sure, I'm not expecting him to write you know lyrics like Bob Dylan or anything like that, but you know. It, a little bit more up his alley. I mean, Cherry Medicine. Now we're talking as far as lyrics. Okay, that's a, that's better up his alley, I think, than something like this. So I'm. Uh, that's the main reason why it's at the bottom. Otherwise, the production of it is good. The music is okay, but man, the lyrics just totally ruin it for me. <laughs> you know, he's the guy with the space bear who goes ack. You know, so. <laughs> They did manage to rhyme some pretty interesting four-syllable words or two-syllable words. So, you know, I, I will give them kudos to some of the rhyming that they made happen by the rhyming tor- torturing and twisting that word until it had no more juice. All right, let's move on into ninth place on 14 points, Blinded by AI. Rule the world. Lonnie, get us started on that one. I thought I, I didn't like Blinded the first time I heard it, like, Especially like the way the song starts out, I was like, "Oh, that's you know, kind of kind of cringy, almost a little bit." But I think the more I've gone back and listened to it, the album over and over again, the last week or the last week, the the more it's kind of jumped up on my list from where it was originally. Um, like I said, like first time I heard that blinded intro, I was like, "Oh, what what are we doing?" Um, but more and more, it's like. Okay, it's better. It's better, and it has some hooks in it that, that again, it, are, are catching. I'll get you singing along to the song um, pretty quickly. So when I re- I was doing my list, and I actually had constantly cute above blinded, and I and I swapped it. I put put blinded ahead of it um, in in seventh place. Um, I think I think it's still. I think it's 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 catchy enough. It's 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 fun enough and that's that's one word that i think this album 
really is. It's it's, it's a more fun album than some of his more recent releases, like Space Invader and Spaceman. Um, I, I think this one has is more consistency and it has more more hooks and just it's more melodic. And this song is 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 definitely that. So I. I have it higher than than a few others. I'm surprised that we're that we're at blinded and that we haven't gotten to others yet. So I I, I think it's a decent song. Yeah, it's my second least favorite song on the album, mm. and mainly because of how it starts out is really pretty bad. And I like the message, and we've had a couple of folks who've kind of chimed in on the message of the song. Um, you know, the weak part at the front. You know, again, I don't hate any of these songs. I just prefer others and they keep bouncing Mm -hmm. others down the bottom of it. So something ends up down the bottom. Um, It's it's just what it is in in one of these ranking shows. So it's not terrible. And you know what? Kudos to him for trying something new with the acapella, you know, intro. Um, Mark. Yeah. um, I don't have it down at the bottom. I I have it seventh on my list. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there are a couple of others that are, I feel are, not as good as this. Uh, when it first started, the acapella thing, it, it didn't really throw me off too much at first, uh, but because I liked what the voice is under him. I think the main problem with this record, if I have any one general problem with this, is I think they overall mixed Ace's vocal a little too loud overall in the whole mix. I mean, he could have came down a little bit yeah. and it like blended him in more with the music of it because he's kind of like... But like whenever he says certain words, he's like really sticking out like science. He's like really like whoa, like out in front when he's saying some of these words, like and uh, blinded. Like he's like if they pulled him just back in, because there's some if you listen, there's some really good barking vocals that are on this album. And they're way underneath him. They should have came up a bit and pulled him into it a little bit more. And I think it would have sat a lot better and it would have went really well. Because musically it's good. I think there's some really good parts on here, guitar playing wise, drumming is good. The production of this is really good of this record, but there's just little things in there that I think he, they should have did. Uh, if, if anybody ever talks to Steve about this, like the production, I never, I'd love to hear his comments on that. Yeah, his enunciation and cadence of certain words is really kind of interesting <laughs> and unique. Um, Ken, you and I, we, we ranked it the same, and Lonnie and Mark ranked it the same. So it's supposed okay. to them. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with Mark on the um, the vocals. I I I, say, I think the same thing is Ace's vocals on this album are a little bit too far forward, and they they need to be back a little bit. I, I exact same thing I was thinking uh, when listening to it. You know, these number of times. So um, I agree there. Um, this song is while it's has you know probably the most intelligent lyrics on the album and. And the views, uh, you know, topical, um, it's probably the least favorite musically, um, unfortunately. The music really on this song really doesn't, it's kind of doesn't do anything, at least for me. Um, It's okay, but it just doesn't do much. Uh, But again, yeah, lyrics are probably the best lyrics on the whole album. Um, So... It just it just loses me, if, you know. The music loses me, and uh, I I can't rank it high. All right, moving on into eighth place, up in the sky with fifteen points, so pretty equally ranked with um, 
whatever the other one was. Blinded? The memorable song. Yeah, so Up in the Sky, Ken, <laughs> let's go straight back to you. This is your least yeah. favorite song on the album as of your second voting. Yeah. Um, Has that changed since you voted again? Heads up, his, heads up your second. I don't know. Blinded could have. They're interchangeable um, for me. Uh, but Up in the Sky, the one thing I do find interesting about is, to me, it reminds me of uh, at least the, the riff in it when it opens it reminds me of near groove the the riff like they're going for that kind of kind of thing but it, you know it, it never kind of takes off like near groove does when it gets into the chorus uh up in the skies chorus is not quite you know there uh so it's kind of yeah it's it's my least favorite it's it's another one very close to blinded where it really doesn't do a lot for me musically. Um, it's not a horrible song or anything, but I, it's just not one of the better ones on the album. Yeah, I, I think we've had a couple of good comments. CMAC and uh, Rob Benjamin both said, you know, enjoy the album for what it is. We're blessed to basically still have Ace around putting out new music. And he's been the most consistent of the KISS members in terms of putting out music. Um you know, so it's middle of the pack for me. I'm, I'm, I can't. I've listened to this album a lot for weeks before it came out as well, with doing the review of it, and I just can't. This one doesn't stand out in any way. So it's just middle of the road. It's good enough for what it is, um, but mm-hmm. it's not spec. It's not spectacular, and it certainly yeah. isn't dire. Lonnie, um, to me, it was. It's one of the more forgettable songs on the album that where I'm going back and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, how do, how do I like this one compared to the other ones? Um, it's just, I'm, I find myself thinking, oh, well, how does that one go again? Where um, some of the other songs, I, I think I, I see the title of, of Cosmic Harder. I see the title of Cherry Medicine or Walking on the Moon. Like, oh, yeah, I know how that goes. That's. You know, that's catchy and it goes like this. And I just felt like up in the sky was, I had to stop and think about it a couple, you know. Like, well, how's, yeah, it's, it, 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 I mean, just very forgettable um, to me. I had it, I had it near the bottom. I had it in nines out of 11. It was just, it just wasn't one of my favorites. And, and it, and I go back and listen to it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, but it, it doesn't have the, the hooks and the catchiness. And, and it's not as fun as some of the other songs. So just near the bottom, cause it's, um, just it doesn't compare to the songs that are that are near the top. Okay, Mark, how about you? Yeah, I, I got it in the middle. I, I I think I got it like six or so. Uh, it, it's it's I kind of echo what Julian said. It's it, it's nothing that really stands out. There's nothing bad about it. Like it's just not it's not a cringeworthy song, but it's it's definitely. Nothing overly memorable. Uh, the reason why it's probably as high as I did put it is because I did like some of the lead guitar stuff on that. Mm-hmm. Some good lead playing in that. Uh, and you know, I think that's one thing that he made him kind of focus on too. Is you know, let's get, let's get some good solos on there, and you know, not just the usual like just you know, he did do a couple of other little things where he he did some of those like like a lot of like sustained sustained bends and stuff like that. Some of the stuff that he's that he would hear on some of the older Kiss records. So uh, I, I I think it's pretty good. The, it's middle of the road, but there are definitely songs better than this, and there are definitely a couple of songs I think that are worse. 
Yeah, they pulled in some FX packages into Pro Tools for guitar sounds that are just, they've really done the trick in terms of Ace's monster bends. Mm-hmm. But let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about that. It's, uh, and Rob, this is coming from your two comments. Mm-hmm. You know, it has sold by appearance extremely well. Um, a lot of the colored vinyl versions that infuriate so many people have sold out. They're doing second pressings of the standard color. CDs have been hard to find, which is shocking. Well, actually, it's not that shocking in this day and age because it's hard to find lots of things, including bread and milk at times, uh, supply (laughs) chain issues in America. Um, But what do you think it's going to do? Lonnie, I'm going to start with you. Chart position, any predictions? Mm. I don't know. It's difficult to say because... You know, it, it's so different in today's world with, with music that it, than it was in the past. I mean, I, I was looking at it on, on Friday, and it was at the top. And I, I saw something screenshotted on Amazon on Friday that it was number one or number two, you know, right there with, with Taylor Swift on Friday. And that's, wow. you know, I, I say, say what you want to say, but that's pretty damn impressive in today's age that – that they even put him in the same screenshot as her, as popular as she is across the freaking globe. So, um, it was, an album, it was an album that she released like five years ago, though. <laughs> it's an album, yeah, rewritten, re recorded, right? Yeah, yeah it, it, it's her, it's her, um, <laughs> her, her Japanese kiss thing, whatever that you know, type thing, I guess, her re records. Yeah. So, you know, but but still, just to just just to put him in that same screenshot with her, it's again as freaking popular as she is. I think it's that's saying something. So I mean, it. I don't know where it's going to end up on a chart position, but I I think Ace should be damn proud of no matter what how how it's done this last week and the not not only the sales, but I think the good press that that it's gotten as well. And it, it is. It's it's one of the better new albums I've listened to in a while. Hell, if nothing else, Mick Mars and Ace Frehley sandwiched Taylor Swift on wow. the iTunes <laughs> chart. So that, that's one for the win right there. And I, I'll, I'm going to go next. I, I don't care where it charts. Um, I would like to think that all those people who bought 17 Ooh. copies are going to have some <laughs> reward for their expenditure right. other than having all of those variants. Um, but I think if it charts higher than Spaceman and Origins have for the for the last few outings, and you know actually does semi well in comparison, um, I, I think they're to be commended because again it seems to have sold extremely well. Monarch <clears throat> has busted his ass promoting this thing. Ace mm-hmm. has busted his ass promoting it. He's been on every dog and pony show. We invited him. We didn't get the the slot, which is perfectly fine because there's just time allotments um, and availability. Um, So, again, I would like to think it does better than Spaceman, if nothing else. And that's not a high bar to measure it by. But let's see him get some reward for all the effort that he has put in, uh, not only bringing in Steve Brown to do a lot of the heavy lifting, um, but also himself going out and doing the work. Ken? Yeah, I mean, uh, his, yeah, we don't know what it's going to end up as, uh, you know, it's going to be like a Kiss album where the, you know, the first week it's way, you know, pretty high, 
and then it drops completely off um, <laughs> the second week, completely off the charts. Um, but, you know, who knows? Um, like you said, he did do a lot of plugging and, and, you know, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, you know, all the different outlets um, to promote it. And, uh, you know, I think it's been a pretty good job. I think people maybe have uh, heard some of it and, and the videos, you know, three videos uh, already you know, out there. So I think people may have seen it and decided to pick it up based on what they heard. There's, you know, the first singles are not bad. They're pretty good and they're catchy. So he might have pulled in some new fans possibly. Mark. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to echo what Ken says. I mean, I think it's going to be one of these things where it's going to do good this week because it's new and it's, he's everywhere and it's going to chart high. And then next week it'll just do the old, you know, slide down, woo, down the slide. But I mean, right here I see a there's this site here that I go to and it has a iTunes and Apple Music charts. And on iTunes, it's 57 in Canada, 76 in the United States on Apple Music. That's iTunes, but on Apple Music, it's number 33 in Sweden, 131 in Finland, and 188 in Norway. So it's, I guess it's doing okay, I guess. But, you know, the, I don't really take those things as anything really important. Like, not, it's nothing like the charts were like years back when they actually did matter when album, albums were selling million copies or more. I mean, you'd be yeah. lucky. I think I saw a, vi- a, a chart recently where the highest selling record last year was Taylor Swift, and she only sold like nine hundred and twenty nine thousand albums. So she didn't she didn't even make a million albums sold. So only there you go. Twenty nine thousand. Poor, poor Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. but you know what I mean. It's just that's yeah, I know. Enough. It's just a different world today. Everybody yeah. streams; they don't buy the albums. About nine hundred thousand more than anybody else. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so getting back into the ranking now after that brief intermission. Um, in seventh place on 23 points, this was actually a tie. This one uh, got the worst of the tie just because of the number of high votes and low votes. Uh, Life of a Stranger, the cover, originally from the Transporter movie. I actually think this is a really good cover. I think Ace nails it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most vocally impressive ones on the album. It's you know, they've talked about it's got three modulations and it's got some vocal shit going on there, um, which is challenging. But again, it's not a song that I knew, like so many of his covers have been. It's yeah. a refreshing one with a positive message. Um, so it it's, again, well done to Ace, and it's a damn sight better than what the hell was that one he was planning on covering? The, the Outfield oh, thing? Yeah, it's an uh, Outfield song, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Outfield. So re- really cool to dig it's deep and go obscure a little bit like Into the Night would have been back in 1984. Mm. Um, Ken? Yeah, uh, you said it was number seven. That's where I had it on my list, actually. So uh, Your list like, is correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Which list? Yeah, it's, yeah well, the second list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the updated list. Um, but yeah, that's a good... Uh, pretty good song you know it's it's not doesn't it sounds very to me the way it was done it sounds very 80s um, a couple of songs are like that um on this album and uh, well one for pr- maybe a particular reason but this one sounds like that too it kind of has that sound from the 80s and it has like that soundtrack kind of sound to it too 
um, the music. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty decent song, and I, I suppose he did a good job on it. I don't think I ever listened to the original one to compare, so I had nothing to compare it to. Um, I might have heard it when I and I hadn't seen that movie in a long time, Transporter. So it's been too long, so I can't compare it to you know when it came out. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty good song. I think he probably did a real good job on it. I mean, it's ranked just below middle uh, for me, and I think it's uh, it's okay. Never heard of the movie. Never heard of Nadia. Mark, what do you think of it? Well, I know the movie. I saw the movie. Well, I I had it number five. I mean, for me, I thought that when I first heard the song, I I really liked it. I was kind of actually kind of surprised and uh, mildly impressed to say the least, uh, because I thought that vocally and melodically it was it was pretty good. I mean, uh, it sounded like a you know not something totally foreign for Ace, but it it had a, just enough of a different feel to it that I kind of paid a little bit more attention to it. You know, uh, you know. Like sometimes when he when he does his covers, you know, like the Run with the Fox and stuff like that, it's like okay, you can see why he picked that. It's like a straight ahead rock song that he can do. This one seems like it might have been a little bit more Fox of a challenge. Run. It's like Run with the yeah. Run with the Fox. Or whatever. I'm thinking of I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of an actual I'm thinking of an actual good musician, Chris Squire. There, sorry. So. Uh, oh, he's the one who did okay. Run with actual the Fox. Actual good sorry. musician. Yeah. Wait, are, are you, you know, bashing what, the sweet? Who? Right. What's that? Am I bashing who? The sweet. Well, I mean, no. I'm saying, well, Chris Squire. You know, he's, you he's said a fantastic. Actually, by a good musician. Oh my goodness, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Well, <laughs> compared to there. Ace, I mean. Oh. Oh. You're going to honestly compare Chris Squire to to Ace? Really? Come on. I don't listen to this. But, it's rock and roll, man. Okay, but okay. Anyways, back to what I was saying, though. <laughs> I didn't make that, it, it's a it's a good it's a good song, and I think he did a good job on it. And I and for me, the top five I think are standouts on this album. Everything on from five to one, I think, are, is fantastic on this album. And I think this deserves to be there because, uh, again, it, he did some great stuff with it. And the, the, again, the, the sort of modulations that he did too and stuff like that, great. You know, it, he did a really good job on it. And I think it's one song that stands out on this. So good, good for him. Five to one, baby. Oh, people, relax. Ouch! Wow, come on, give me a break. Wow. I think someone's hoping for a Lonnie outburst. <laughs> All right. Uh, you might just get one. Lonnie liked this the least. Lonnie. Oh. Has, uh, yeah. How, how far down was, yeah. Second. It was least second to last. last. I had the yeah. instrumental last. And I had the second to last. Wow. Um, hated it. I didn't hate it, but I, I again, I just, I, I didn't know it was, a, I, I had to go back and like, Oh, what, which one is the cover? Oh, it's life of a stranger is the cover. Because you knew that again, there has to be a formula with with an Ace Frehley album. So it seems there has to be an instrumental. There has to be a cover. I'm glad. I'll echo what Mark said. That I, I'm glad that he. I'm not going to echo one thing that Mark said, but I am going to echo that. Um, I'm glad he didn't pick like a well known cover like like Fox on the Run. Um, <laughs> Not the, not the, what you call it, the running fox? Uh, run, run with the fox. Oh. Run with the fox. Yes, fans will know that. Fox run. The running fox run. That's a black fox. Black fox. Oh. Anyway, never mind. Okay. Anyway. So, I, I, I but, but it was kind of, to me, it was just okay. It was just kind of an unforgettable track on there. Um, 
it wasn't anything to really stand out about it to me. It was like, okay, I get, I get there has to be a cover here it is. And it was just like, okay, next move on from that. It, it, you got, you guys, seemed, I guess I brought it down because you guys had it a lot higher than I did. It was just it's all your fault. <laughs> what the hell is that about? Wow. It That's was... a new Astrally book, right? <laughs> I thought you were joking when you put that out there. Nope. Uh, <laughs> oh <my. laughs> all right. It was, it was just, just, it's just forgettable. So, Sorry, That's why it's so I, low. I, I Go ahead. Theory off there. You're, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's move on to the sixth place and tied, of course. And just edging it on high votes was back into my arms again. The redo of a classic mm. 1984 demo. It comes from the earliest era of Frehley's Comet, co-written by original keyboard uh, Arthur Stead. Um. Mark, I'm going to start with you because you have this really low, and I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. slightly lower than me, and I'm curious to why and whether our opinions match. I mean, it's not it's not it's not bad, but it, it, again, like I'm I'm not going to use the, well. The, one of the common things that people say when we do these kind of rankings is that you know everything can't be you know high. There's got to be something lower in the thing than the other songs, but. It, I, I think that this song for me just didn't catch my attention as much as the other ones. And I'll put it this way. Uh, I I didn't know that this was a re- redo of something that he's done before, because quite honestly, I don't follow a lot of Ace Frehley's early material or demos and stuff like that. If it wasn't for Julian, I wouldn't know, even know half the stuff that he did in his prior, you know, early days with his recording. Cause we, we sometimes, you know, get blessed with having a, something in the Dropbox or something from Julian saying, hey, check out this old recording or something like that. And then we discover it. But I didn't know anything about this song. And, you know, when I listened to it, it was, it was okay. But to, to me, I don't know. I kind of find myself going a bit back when I hear lyrics, like not lyrics like this, but, you know, back in my arms. When he, get, when he gets a little romantic, I just don't find it. it's up his alley, you know. So, but it, it's just, I don't know. It just didn't catch me as much as some of the other material on this album. So it just was lower in the charting. No, that's completely rational and well thought out. So eat it, haters. Um, <laughs> I I rank it lowly or lower simply because the original demo is so fused in my mind that it's impossible Mm -hmm. to not measure it against Ace's current vocals, the style of the production and guitar playing, and the chopping of the intro. Um, But I'm really thrilled that he revisited some of the earlier stuff. Bill Phelps said uh, he'd never heard it before. That's a win. That's a massive win. So... Mm -hmm. You know, kudos to Steve Brown for watching YouTube and seeing a demo and drawing Ace's attention to him and getting him to do something that fans have actually been asking for Ace to revisit some of those things. He did it for Anomaly when he revisited Sister. Um, And that was a high point for me then as well, because I loved that song. And while this one hasn't quite hit, you know, we're years on. So thanks, Ace. Ken. Yeah, I hadn't heard it. I think I heard it once many years ago. So it's been a while. So it was like a new song to me. And it sounded very 80s. Uh, this, I think this is the other song that sounded real 80s to me. And uh, style. It almost sounds like very Vinnie Vincent kind of melody, you know, to it, to me. 
It does. It, it does. I mean, it's not a heavy rocker. It's one of like one of his ballad type songs. You said the word. I'm sorry. I said Vinny. Um, don't don't say it again. Don't you dare summon him. But <laughs> yeah, three times, right? <laughs> um, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good song. Uh, it's enjoyable. Uh, again, it, it does sound dated in a way to me, but it, it's from still, 1984. Bound to happen. Sound a bit it's, dated. It, it still sounds a good, you know, but it's still a good song, and uh, I, I enjoy it. All right, Lonnie. I thought it was good. I had it ranked really high. I was really excited that he uh, that he put out a completed version of the song. Yeah, with Julian, that the original demo is kind of fused in my mind. Um, because I've I've heard it quite a bit, but I, I I appreciate the fact that we went back and did this and gave it a proper release. It really reminded me, um, brought, and brought me back to like when we got Sister on Anomaly, and I was like, oh, that's really freaking cool that you know he knows that all these demos are out there. He knows that a lot of the diehard Ace and the diehard Kiss fans have heard these or or have these and. The fact that he went back and said, you know what, I, I, I think I'm going to put this out there. And like he knew he's had the opportunity in the past to do that. Um, and maybe he's thought about it in the past. But the fact that he he did it and put it out there. I mean, I, and I think it's a really cool and crisp, cleaned up version of it. And I, I rank it third on my list. I, I think it's it's a great song. I, I've always thought it was a great song. And for him to, to do it like this, I, I think was was just absolutely fantastic. So it's it's really high on my list. So M. Murphy asks, "What is that book I just held up?" Uh, you can find <laughs> it on on Amazon if you're stupid enough to buy it. Yeah, the don't buy it. The Ace of Spades, a journey of a guitar god. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's 121 pages of. You can barely see it. Oh, Probably uh, from Wikipedia uh, printed it's double, out. It's double space text. I, th- I think that they've done like 700 books, you know, so obviously very experienced. Um, but I, I couldn't not buy it and check it out because it's. Hey, the, it, at least it's out there and you can buy it as opposed to another book. Wait <laughs> yeah. for Jillian's album. <laughs> Jillian's book. Yeah. It, it, it actually exists. So again, right. kudos yes. for that. All right, moving on into fifth place on 26 points. Now things start separating. Oh, see what I did there accidentally. Cosmic Heart. And that's got one hell of a monster ace bend in it. So, Mark, let's start with you. Um, Cosmic Heart, again, was one of those songs where it's – Again, and I'm going to probably say this a lot for anything that's under my top five, uh, and that is it's it's not a bad song, but it just let's put it this way: after you listen to the first two songs on this album, and you get to song three, it's kind of a little bit of a it's just a little bit of a letdown, and even the song after it is just dynamite. So it's I think for me it's kind of in a bad position as far as arrangement of the songs. But it's not a terrible song. There's some great lead playing in there. Just like Julian said, there's some fantastic little licks and stuff like that in there. But I I just think that it's it, it's in a in a bad spot because I mean the songs that surround it are to me are so strong. And you'll see when we go up the chart a bit more why that is. 
uh, why I'm saying that. But it, it's not again, it's not a terrible song, and I'll say that a lot for this album. This album's really good sonically speaking, guitar playing wise, and stuff like that. There's just little things here and there that I just find that I don't like on it, which is compared to some other Ace Freely records, that that, that that's a compliment, you know. Uh, so I, I think that uh, it's just a matter of maybe where it just was positioned because after I got through the first couple songs I got to this, it was like, yeah, it's good, but it's not as good as the first two songs I listened to. And so it kind of dropped down because of that. Yeah, it's almost like you wanted to write a mountain song. Uh, if you remember yeah. Never In My yeah. Life off the previous album, which was kind of an inspiration for Parasite, it's yeah. like he kind of wanted to capture that heavy early 70s metallic vibe again. Um, and I think he went a, a long way in doing that. It's certainly heavy. Lonnie? Um, I, uh, I I kind of agree with Mark that it, it, it's kind of like we're going up and then we kind of go come back down a little bit before we go back up again as far as the sequence goes. I think it's a good song but it is sandwiched in between great songs. And yeah. we're going to get to the two great songs on this album. And, and that's what makes this album stand out amongst compared to other recent releases by him. Um, I, I think Cosmic Heart is better than songs that have been on his previous albums, but I, and I, and I rank it middle of the pack up high upper middle of the pack, maybe the top third on, on the album. And it, it's good. I, I like the big, powerful vocals in it, and and and, and it's and it has some good hooks in it. Um, but it, again, it kind of brings you down a little bit from from where you came from, and then it, you kind of just jump right back up um, again. So it, it's a good track. It's better than some of the other stuff that's on the second side of the album. I think um, maybe it maybe belongs on the second side of the album because it kind of yeah kind of fits over there a little bit better than what is on the first side. So it, it's good, but not as good as the songs we're still going to talk about. Excellent. Ken. Yeah, it's a pretty good song. Uh, again, yeah, I would have maybe sequenced the song. You know, they sequenced the album pretty good uh, for the most part. But I would have, I would have traded fighting for life and cosmic heart. Uh, I would have swapped out those two songs with each other on the, at least the, the sequence on the album. Um, I think it would have been a better sequence, um, but it, it is what it is, but it's a pretty good song. Um, nothing, you know, I'm not going to go and say, Oh, I need to go listen to that song, but it's, it's not a bad song either. It's, it's a, just a, a decent rocking song um, on the album. And, um, I can't say anything else bad about it. It's just, you know, it's, it's good. All right. Well, we are into the top third of the album, and I don't think anyone's surprised by the four songs that have made it through uh, the Hunger Games of Ace Frehley's album uh, to get this far. Uh, Adam, you've asked us, was it an Ace album or a Steve album? We're going to conclude with our thoughts on that. Mm. Um, but for now, in fourth place... Drum roll on 31 points, Walking on the Moon, the second video uh, or second single, the title of one of the variants of the albums, which I think has some really good uh, artwork on it. Um, Lonnie, let's start with you. I'm sorry, I'm, I was replying to something. <laughs> Were you running with the foxes? I was running with the fox. Walking on the moon. Walking on the moon. I'm sorry, I apologize. Thank Walking. you. Come, come back to the light. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
Sorry. It was really, I, I like walking on the moon. I talked about how Cosmic Heart kind of brings you down and comes back up. Walking on the moon is, is where you're up high. I think, I think walking on the moon, when, when I heard that the song title was Walking on the Moon, I was kind of like, oh, geez, here we go with the, with the space themes and the space tracks and again with the Ace Fraley formula. Um, but when, when I hear it, um, like, wow, that's, that's damn catchy. I, I really like it. Um, and, and as you, as you sing along to it, almost the first time you hear it, you're singing along to it by close to the end of the song. Um, so, I mean, great song. I was really taken back by how much I, I liked it. I didn't, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. And I'm going to say that about more songs to come that was just like, just like, where is this type of shit been from Ace? I mean, I freaking love it. And um, just totally um, different than what we've gotten on his last two releases from, uh, of original material. I'm like, you know, I whereas like the last couple albums, I kind of felt like, okay, well, there's, there's a good track here. There's a good track there. There was never a, a great track. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm talking about from, from Ace. And this is, this is right there of like, Wow, this is some of the best, just not some of the best new ace music, just some of the best new music I've heard in a long time. Um, and I'm probably gonna say that a lot as we go through um these next song, these last few songs. Great song, absolutely love it. Yeah, initially, this song didn't do a whole lot for me, uh, but it is so catchy, it's actually a memorable song, even though it doesn't seem to stand out. It's still middle of the pack for me because it just kept getting bumped down, but it's a fun song. It's a cheesy video that I love. I actually thought they did a fantastic job with the video. Um, Mm. As cornball as it is, they went to the effort of making that and it made me smile. And that's what good music should do. It should make you smile or make you really pissed off uh, because then you've at least had an emotional response to it. Mark. Yeah, when I when I heard this song, well, let, let's put it this way. Let's preface it this way. I don't. I didn't get the record yet. I'm still waiting for it. But I went to go listen to it, and when I first saw the song title "Walk in the Moon," I was thinking to myself, "Oh no, this isn't the cover, is it?" I was thinking right away, "The police," you know, like he didn't do something like you know, <laughs> giant steps are what you take at, you know, like he was gonna do something like that, you know, like it, it, thank God it wasn't that. I was I really thought it would have been like a like a police cover, but. When I heard it, I, I was like, wow, the, the guitar playing is great on it. I like the vocals on it. Uh, the chorus, I think, is really catchy. I mean, the, the more I listen to this song, the more I like it. It's, it's very rare for me to say for some of the more recent Ace albums that the more I listen to it, the more I like it. The, the, this this song was really well done. And I I, I think one of the questions that were answered, like that, that Lonnie presented when he said that, he goes, where was all this stuff before? I think a lot of that goes to Steve brown i mean he he's really needs to be given a you know a gold star on his you know report there because he did such a great job for taking some of this material and i guarantee you ace came up with some ideas and some risks and he went in there and goes okay ace why don't we do this or why don't we try this and he kind of smoothened it out and turned it into something that people wanted he's for sure a huge ace freely fan i can guarantee you that so he probably knew what the fans wanted to hear as well so I think that it was very important that that happened. And I think he did a great job with this song. And the next couple that we're going to be talking about, I think is going to be the same kind of story. Yeah. Ace needed an editor and that was apparent yeah. on 
you know, spaceman in particular, that he needed someone else's perspective to help him create the best material possible. Ken. Yeah, this is the one song, and that's number two on my list. Um, the one song I think would have fit perfectly on Ace's 78 album. This is the one song that reminds me of his 1978, the, the, you know, the, the chord progression, the way mm-hmm. it's written is so ace. The song is so ace as far as the, the chords and, and you know, how it's written. Um, I, it, could, it would fit right, right in on the 19th. It's the one song. I mean, they said, Oh, the whole album's going to be like 19th, but this, this one song is the one. And uh, it's, re- yeah, it's really catchy. I mean, you listen to it a couple of times and it's, you just can't get it out of your head. Um, but it's really, really an enjoyable song. Um, so, yeah, it's a real good one. All right. Moving on into third place on 35 points, the first single from the album, 10,000 Volts. I, I think what I do like about this is, again, it's up tempo, it's got a catchy chorus, um, it's got little nods to shock me which, you know, mm. some people find cheesy. I actually find them appealing. Again, it's a nod to his past while living in the present. So, um, Lonnie, back to you. Um, I thought it was really, really good. I mean, the first single that came out, I was like, oh, wow. Um, I hope there's more like this to come because this is this is good. And, 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 and it gave me pause, though, because like, yeah, because you know, Spaceman and Space Invader kind of did the same thing to me too. Where they they had a decent lead track single, and I thought, oh, okay, okay, this is this is good. I hope there's more of this to come. And in my opinion, on on those albums in particular, there there wasn't a whole lot more good. It was a whole lot more of a of, of filler just to kind of round out an album. So I I listened to this track and I liked it. And I liked it. And I was like, okay. Um, and then I knew, and then I knew there was a video for Walking on the Moon, and I saw I saw the little bit of Cherry Medicine before I bought the album, but I didn't really listen to a whole lot else. I wanted to um, really just listen to the really wanted to be surprised by the rest of the album. I heard the single, yeah. I heard the little snippet of Cherry Medicine, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to go click on that other stuff. I I really just want to hear the album fresh from start to finish and for my opinion of it. So you know, I. I CD came in mail on on Friday, you know, and I download it, put it in, you know, this and that, and I was like, okay, ten thousand volts, good. Let's see where we go from here, and you know, and it, it was walking on the moon. Obviously, and we just talked about it, but I think ten thousand volts holds up. I I was worried that I was just going to be like, oh, okay, but it, it's a great song. Like Julian mentioned, it has those, those those kind of throwbacks to to shock me, which I think again, I agree with him. I think they're fun. I mean, he's he's Ace Fairly for God's sake. I mean, he he should be able to to do some callbacks to what made him great and what still makes him great today. I, I, I know there's people out there who have a problem with it, but I think it's, I think that's what's part of what makes this album fun. Ken. Yeah, this is a, a great opener for the album and great, um, great straight ahead rocker. Um, you know, it's, it's pure ace and I enjoy it every time I, you know, listen to it. Um, just great playing. I like the little inserted, uh, you know, little leads that they put in. I wish they would have done more of that. Um, but I like it. Just let, just let Ace go. Let him wail. 
you know, wherever he wants to in the side. Just I, I'd rather them do more of that than less. So um, just a real good, great. Well, I want to say great, good, really good song um, from Ace. So it's not it's not one I'll ever skip. Where did you rank it, Ken? I think I ranked it number one. You did indeed, Mark. Hmm. Yeah, I, I ranked it number three um, when it first came out. At first, uh, like I mentioned in one of the earlier songs, uh, his vo- his voice is out front on this one too. But I, once I got used to that, uh, I I really like this song. Like I mean, because it's more of a rocking song and upbeat and stuff like that, it it isn't as out front. Like a lot of the guitars and stuff like that kind of you know came out and kind of evened it out a little bit. But great great stuff. That opening riff is fantastic. The way they did that little flanger thing at the beginning with the it sounds really cool. But that is very Ace freely. And I, I I think that it was a good song to choose for for the first single. I mean, there is a couple other songs he could have picked as well, I'm sure. But that for the opener, I, I think was a was a really really good idea. Well, that opening guitar kind of nose flanger effecty thing mm-hmm. is kind of like a nod to King of the Nighttime World, isn't it? As well, you know. Yeah, there's lots almost. of kiss stuff you can think of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a similar device. So. Mm-hmm. All right. You actually liked it the second most, Mark. Um, All right. Top two. Which one's going to win? Let's go. 37 points. Cherry Medicine. And Hmm. I thought I was going to hate this. I thought it wasn't Mm going to age well. But I bought my head to this so much, sickeningly so, um, that I'm really surprised that I ranked this as high as I did, which was actually my second favorite song on the album. So these final two um, songs mirror my opinion. Ken? Yeah, I ranked it around the middle uh, for me. Uh, it's catchy. The chorus is catchy. Uh, really good chorus. I think the, the, the verses is kind of what gets me. It kind of drags me down a little bit uh, for me. But, I mean, it's still one of the better songs on the, on the, I mean, that's nitpicking. And obviously we've heard comparisons. I've heard, I can hear other songs that I've heard in the past. Maybe some people said it's like an o- o- Oasis song that they put out and, oh, what, or, or something like, uh, or like, yeah, or something like, you know, Stacy's girl, which I, I love, or Stacy's mom, Stacy's mom, Stacy's mom. You're right. Um, and that, which is a really great song. I always love that one. So, you know, you can't go wrong and, you know, a little bit of copying there is, is okay. Um, yeah. Real good song. I enjoy it every time I hear it. Yeah. It's, and someone's already uh, Rob Benjamin, a fantastic video with the wives and girlfriends. Um, and it's really a throwback video again, very well done. You know, cool performance video. To be congratulated for all that effort. Mark, it's your favorite song on this album, is it not? Uh, I I love this song. Um, To me, uh, and and I'm going to go out on a limb here, I I think that this song has Steve all over it. I I think that he adds this very 80s flair to it. Like that pre-chorus part, you know... With the whole, you know, the black leather bit and all that stuff, the the whole vibe of the song is such a throwback to like the really cool, fun time of the '80s. That time when you know bands like 
you know, Tricksters and the, the you know all those other bands that were out around that time where it was really a fun time for music. And that vibe is very present on this song. And I think that, uh, I think that Ace really felt this one. I think that his guitar playing is really good on this. There's not a bad thing on this song. I, I love it from beginning to end. The video is cool too on this, but there's just something about this song that immediately caught me. The, the chorus is memorable and I, I'm really curious to see if he's going to play this song live when he goes on tour. I hope so. I hope he can. I know it gets tougher and tougher as you get older because mm. he relies on muscle memory to play, get through so many of those sets. He's just on autopilot a lot of the time. Um, Lonnie, did I get you? I can't remember. No, but um, I, had it ranked, I had it ranked two on my list. It was a, and it was a close call, actually. Um, I really, really enjoyed this song. To me, it sounds like it reminds me of something Ace would have done in about 79, 80 when he was writing these catchy songs that ended up on, on Dynasty and on, on Mass. I, th- mm-hmm. I think those songs are really catchy, just like this is, you know, not, 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 obviously not produced in the same vein that, that Dynasty on Mass are, but it's very catchy type songs where that I, I think that it could have, it could have worked like that. You know, the, the song, it, it, it's like Mark said, it's so 80s. It's so catchy. I love. I love the way yeah, the people in the comments are, are making fun of the way he says medicine. I think it. I think it's it's total ace the way he says medicine. Yeah, I think how how, I, how is Ace Fraley with his thick New York Bronx accent supposed to say medicine? I think it's it's. I wouldn't want him to say it any other way. Yeah. So um, I, I I think it's great. The video is great, and like you said, I, I hope I hope that this is the only version we end up with. I, I hope that he can, he can, he can pull it off live. So it, it'd be for the diehard Ace Frehley's that are buying this album, that they're going to go see him when he tours. I think they, they'd love to hear it. Yeah. Before we talk about the number one song on the album, according to this panel, um, what is the one pick one song that you could think that he should pull off live in concert? It, you know, his sets are not going to get full of this album. It just ain't going to happen with him being the only one currently performing Kiss music out there live. Um, Lonnie, you think this is it? This is the one from the album that he should definitely have in the set and should master? I think so. I think it'd be, I, I think this would be the most, um, I, we're, we're going to get into what we rank the number one song, which I think is good too. But I, I think this is not only would be the best song to do, but I think it'd be the most doable song to do. I don't know if some of the other ones would be really doable to, to polish up, to mm. have for a live performance. But I, I think this has potential to, to polish into a, a, a decent live performance to, to promote the album when he's on tour. I think this is a, I think you nailed it, actually, with what he can actually do live. Um, I think the number one song is too up-tempo. This is a little bit more, gives him a little bit more time just to go at a more reasonable speed and not not be doing a rocket ship. Um, Mark, which one do you think should be added to the set? Oh, this this one for sure. I mean, again, <clears throat> I, think, I think it's more uh, up his alley. I think it's more something that he can probably sing and play because it's not overly complicated. Like some of the, some of the songs on this album, when you listen to the guitar playing on there, there's some pretty cool riffs and pretty tricky little parts here and there. And he's going to sing as well. I mean, I've seen him play 
And, you know, like you said, he's getting older now, and some of this stuff is going to be tricky for him to perform live. I think this one is, you know, cool enough, but yet simplistic enough for him to be able to pull off. Plus, he has a good backing band, so I think that he should be able to pull this one off. So it's a little tricky, so he'll have to be a trickster to pull it off. Ah, yes. Okay. Ken, wow, look at that. Which one, which one <laughs> do you think you should do live? Which one should you do live? Um Shoot, I don't know. It's, we've we've already seen ten thousand volts attempted. Yeah, maybe something a little. I, I wouldn't mind walking on the moon. Yeah, I, I would. I would like to see that one done. All right, totally. So, um, fighting for life is the winner of this panel, and it seems to have won the FAQ uh, vote about the best song on the album as well. I love this song i love its its lyrics its tempo um i think it's ace's best vocal on the album by far i only have one minor point or quibble about it starting off a fucking song with johnny makes it sound like bon jovi Mm. he should have changed it Uh, and i and i know it gets tough because i don't think he's going to use tommy because it comes with johnny um he do he ain't gonna use Tito. Um, <laughs> Jermaine. Okay. Jimmy. Bonzo. Yeah, that that it's it is very Bon Jovi esque. Uh, um, I like it. There's Bon Jovi that I like. I like the Slippery One Wet album. I like New Jersey, and that's really about it. Maybe Runaway as well. Um, and in and out of, or whatever the one off seventy eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Tokyo Road was also good. Um, it is a fantastic song. Uh, who else had this? Lonnie has great taste. Lonnie also had it as his favorite. You're next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised that it's not a unanimous. I was surprised it wasn't a unanimous decision that this <sighs> would be number one. Um, I. I think it's it reminds it reminds me of, of Rip It Out because it, it's it's a very heavy track from Ace mm. with, with some cool guitar riffs in it. it. That's what it reminds me of. And you know, I get I guess it's the second, you know, it's the it's the um lead track on the second side for for a reason because it is such a kick, just a punch in the face when it comes on. It's like, whoa, where I mean I, I like the songs that are on the first half of the album, and then all of a sudden there's just like this. They're, they're like the songs in the first half of the album are, are catchy and they're melodic, and all of a sudden here's like this, basically this metal song. All of a sudden, it's like, but it, but it's not too metal where it doesn't fit into the rest of the album. I think it, it blends in nicely, but it's it's definitely the heaviest point and the hardest point of the album. And I I think it's it's absolutely fantastic. It's maybe one of the best songs he's put out. And uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Whew. You Mark, jeez, jeez, came right through the. Ken can oh. smell that in Concord. Oh God, that was a good egg salad. That's all he's put out in decades. I was gonna say. Where's the Lysol spray? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ken, I'm gonna make you wait, sir. Mark, let's go next. Because if you're talking, yeah, you to go so, so yeah, so. I, I, I like this song. I mean, it was number number two on my list. So um, it, it's, it's really good. I mean, again, it was very close between this and Cherry Medicine for me. 
Um, the drumming in this is really great. I mean, the whole floor tom and snare thing that he does at the beginning is just really great. It's so it's such a pushing forward song, but it's one of these songs where there's just no way they're playing this live. I mean, I could see Ace at the end of the song being like, give me a minute, guys. Like he'll need oxygen after with the tempo that this goes and he would have to sing it at this tempo. Uh, I, I just can't see it happening, but it's such a good song. You know, uh, it, it's a shame that if, if they weren't to do it, but there's nothing about the song that I don't like. The only reason why Cherry Medicine is higher is because I just think that the chorus to me is just catchier to me and just has a little bit more of a, I don't know. It, it, it just, it makes me smile a bit more if that makes more sense. All right. Ken was made to wait because he ranked it the lowest out of all those. And what was it in like third place for you? Uh, yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, so not, you, not still a, ra- you still ranked it highly. One. It's not yeah. number one. Come on. Come on. You know what? You said they're living on a prayer. It's like, no. You know what? It reminded me of. Remind me of Judas Priest. Uh, it reminded me of you know the fighting for life, fighting for life. You know, breaking the law, breaking the it's law. Defenders. Uh, or yeah, something off defenders of faith. Yeah, it just sounded Judas Priest like to me. I just immediately came to me. It's like, oh, that sounds like something Priest would have done. Um, and uh, which is not bad because I like you know I like Judas Priest, um, it, but it's it's not Ace. But again, it, on the other hand, it's not Ace, but it's a a good song that sounds like not him. It doesn't sound like Ace. It sounds like some some something else. But it's still well done, and it's a you know catchy enough song and, and rocking enough song to you know to stay in your mind, and it you know it's good every time I hear it. So. I can't complain about it otherwise. <laughs> Ace Bonfrelli going to be on the Monsters of Rock cruise this weekend. So oh, for those people who right. are going, we've got friends on the road right now going to that. Enjoy it. Man um, overboard. Yeah, it should, should be very, very cool. All right, let's go back to that elephant in the room. Is this a Steve Brown solo album with Ace Fraley as a guest on his own album? Um, does any of that wash? For me, no. It is simply a matter that Steve Brown has taken on the role of Bob Ezrin and has mm. done the the work <laughs> that needed to be done to get this album made. He has had a, a, a very large you know, role in this album, but it is a critical role that Ace has needed uh, to get that material into shape. And I think it is a completely different creature than Spaceman was, and it shows. Um, just the attention to detail, the little touches, the little changes that have been made. But I don't think Ace is a guest. I think Ace is all over the place. Ace sings 10 of the fucking songs, for God's sake. Um, and people are even suggesting that he should have had a guest vocalist on the album to break the load a bit. Um, you hear his guitar touches all over the place. Um, there are stylistic things in the lyrics that are all Ace. So while Steve has obviously worked really hard and is to be commended for the role that he's played. I still think it's a valid ace album. Mark shaking his head, but that's probably because I pissed him off by saying the B word. <laughs> um, okay, I can I can acknowledge that maybe the Bob Ezrin comparison, as far as how much involvement he was in in it, that I'll I'll give him credit for. But I mean, unlike Ezrin, he didn't throw any stupid pianos into Ace's album, so. Uh, that that's that's a big difference there. But Steve Brown, uh, 
it's it's not a Steve Brown solo album, but his his stamp is very much on this album, like a a lot. Like uh, he, I, I I think that he had a lot of influence on this. I think that in my opinion, he he took the material, he shaped it. I think he's guided Ace a lot more than people think on this record vocally, even guitar way playing wise. I think that he probably did come in and say, how about you do something like this? You know, I remember back when you did this on this song and this and that, why don't we try something like this? I think that he did a lot of that uh, on this album. And the big thing that I noticed that he did on here, which is similar to Spaceman is that he made sure that none of these songs for the exception of maybe one or two a lot of these songs are three minutes and 30 seconds long he kept every song in that window where it was like verse chorus guitar solo chorus we're done and he didn't stay he didn't overstay his welcome in any of the songs and i think that he put enough of cool things at the beginning and in parts and the little licks here and there he put in i think he just put the right amount of everything in there and i leave that in firmly in steve's hands because i i just don't think ace has that kind of production capacity to to see all these things into it's hard to self-edit let's just put it that way i think steve brown get should get a lot more credit i think it's 60 40 steve ace really yeah and and this album i mean is better than tokyo motorfest for my taste even though there's mm-hmm. stuff on that which has nice echoes back to uh, melodic bands from the late 80s um is it a steve album lonnie no it's not a steve album it's an ace Frehley album um it uh I think I think Steve did a lot for this album, and Steve got more out of Ace than we had gotten on previous albums. And 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 I know people are saying in the comments, well, Steve wrote you know X amount percent of of that, maybe, and, and that and that may be true, and maybe and maybe it is true. I'm not going to dispute that, but I think Steve is such a fan of Ace and of Kiss that he knew what the fans wanted because he knew what he wanted to hear out of ace he knew how he, he wanted an ace fraley album to sign to, to sign to sound so he molded it to where he wanted it so yeah is steve, are steve's hands all over this album absolutely but somebody on the faq made a comparison earlier in the week that you know you could you could say the same thing about a lot of the ozzy osbourne albums that was ozzy i guess on on those albums. Well, no, those are Ozzy Osbourne albums. And I think, you know, Ozzy's up to be in the rock and roll hall of fame as a solo artist. And he absolutely should, because those albums are fantastic, at least through osmosis. And you, you can say what you want after that. But, um, but this Ace Frehley album is Ace Frehley. I, Steve got the most out of Ace. Did, did Ace sit down and, and write 100% of the material? No, but it, it, we're getting an Ace Frehley album, and Ace sounds fantastic, and it and and it's new music. It's Ace Frehley, and it's more. It, we, we, Kiss released an album in, in 2012, and if you would have told me in 2012 that Kiss is going to tour 11 more years and they're not going to release another album, I would have said, "Ah, oh, no way." But Ace is still <laughs> out there doing it, and he's releasing albums, and this sounds great. And it's it's an Ace Frehley album to me. I don't care who produced it or who got the most out of Ace. It's it's Ace Frehley. Ken. You like Linda Ronstadt, don't you? I do. Yeah, didn't she like not even write a lot of her songs? She just showed up. Exactly, and sang them. that's true. There, she didn't for the most part. Linda she's only written a couple. Of, right? She's only written like a couple of songs, um, 
and the rest she's you know taken and and put her stamp on it um so even if you know i don't know i know it said 95 percent of the ideas were coming from you know steve brown that's fine but we don't know who you know he had the idea and we don't know how much it changed um yeah elvis was another uh, person too you know he, he didn't write his songs um <clears throat> And but he was a legend, right? Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters. It is an ace album. We're lucky we got it. Um, and it sounds more like an ace album than we've ever had for a long, long time. Um, so and I don't have, I don't know Steve Brown's music really. I, I never listened to his, I never listened to Kicks or whatever. Trickster, um, Trickster. Oh, okay. Well. That's they're, in the, they're, in the, they're in the same boat as far as I'm concerned. Um, and they're probably on the cruise too, same boat. Whatever. Um, anyway, uh, so I, you know, I, I can't say one way or another it's, it's a certain style, but it isn't more of the style of Ace for the most part, these songs. And it, and it works and it's enjoyable and that's all that matters. Uh, yeah, can I, I just say one thing really quickly? If if M Y if 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 M F Y 1969's comment is true, then that gives me a little bit of a different opinion on the record. If that's true, because if Ace only did the solos on this record and he didn't do any of the rhythm guitars, then that's got to tell you a little something. Anyways, go on. It tells you that he did. It tells me guitars. that no, but it, I mean that. <laughs> come on, man. He, I, he, I like he did, did the guitar. He, he did do the well, rhythm guitars did, in this so, too. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think that he did do the rhythm guitars. I mean, otherwise, otherwise Steve is a really good, you know, good at playing Ace Freely stuff. Yeah, well, it's possible. As recommended, go check out the most recent okay. episode I'll of check Three it Sides out. of the Coin. We had know. Steve Brown out on. So you know, again, to me, it it doesn't matter. It's got a vibrant cover. It's got some songs <laughs> that I like. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about whether it's good vibrancy or bad vibrancy because that's all in the eye of the beholder. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very vivid. Um, we're, we've got a little bit more to go on this episode today. And we've decided to rank this album amongst the seven mm-hmm. studio albums full of originals. We're excluding Origins because that's just covers. Um, so, Lonnie, where does this fit in your ranking of the seven albums? And I'll, I'll just run down how the panel ranking turns out. To me, I had I had of the seven Ace Fairly studio of uh, Ace Fairly solo albums, and we're excluding seventy eight in this. Also, um, for me, it's number three um, behind the original Comet album and Trouble Walking. Um, I, I think it I think it's better than Anomaly, Space Invader, Spaceman, or Second Sighting. Um, to me, it's it's in the top top third of his albums, top half, top third of his. Of what he's of what he's done um, post his first stint with Kiss. Nice, Mark. Where did it fall for you? And um, what was your favorite and least favorite studio <clears throat> album to date? Um, it, it was exactly the same as Lonnie. It's number three for me as well. Uh, on on top of it, number one, I put my favorite is Trouble Walking, and then this might shock some people, but my number two is Spaceman, and then I had Freely's Comet fourth. Uh, Anomaly fifth, mm-hmm. Space Invader sixth, and Second Sighting seventh. Yeah, we were all unanimous with Second Sighting uh, as last, <laughs> um, and I don't think that's surprising. Ken, where did it fall for you? Yeah, it, it fell number three for me, right behind uh, 
Fraley's Comet at number one and Trouble Walking number two. Mm-hmm. So, and just ahead of uh, Space Invader as number four. Um, so, and then the rest, Anomaly, Spaceman, and then Second Sighting last. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really good. I think it's the best. That, I mean, not the best since 78, uh, but the best since, you know, a couple of, you know, a staple albums of, you know, Freely's Common and Trouble Walking, which I think most people enjoy those two uh, quite a bit. And I, I do, at least. Um, so, yeah, it's it's well done and, and up there, you know. I don't know if it's going to change over time, but it's it's up there. Yeah, we're going to have to revisit this down the road because right now this album has the new car smell. You know, we're mm-hmm. getting over the avatar things, um, mm-hmm. you know, the bitter taste of how everything ended with Kiss, no box sets, no off the sound boards, you know. So right now it's a, a breath of fresh air. Uh, and we were unanimous. We all have this as currently our third favorite um, album from from Ace, uh, and but it doesn't touch Anomaly for me. Anomaly is still a super solid album, and it certainly gets nowhere near Trouble Walking. But there is something very similar between Trouble Walking and Ten Thousand Vols in that Richie Scarlet did a ton of the heavy lifting on Trouble Walking in 1989. He was responsible for a lot of those songs. Um, there were externally sore songs on that album. The title track and Mark Ferrari um, brought in five card stud. So the, it, there are parallels between those two albums for me. Um, Spaceman and Second Sighting remain my least favorites, but you know there are songs that I like on both as well. So the panel's rankings, when combined, uh, Second Sighting managed a whopping four points. Uh, Spaceman managed 12. Space Invader managed 12. Anomaly, shame on you all, managed 16. 10,000 Volts is in third place on 20 points. Frelly's Comet, which I think is highly overrated, um, on 22 points. And Trouble Walking is the panel's favorite Ace Frelly solo album on 26 points. I mean, everyone out there, you know, you've joined in and you've given us a shit ton of comments, including our one user who's been put in a timeout today. Uh, Chuck, <laughs> congratulations. Um, <laughs> you know, again, celebrate that there's new music to bitch about um, or to enjoy. Because I'm much happier with being able to enjoy this album than I was the Mick Mars album, which I was really looking forward to until he started dropping new metal singles. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was hoping that Mick was going to come back with some loud, rude, aggressive guitars and really prove that those Motley albums from the past 20 years sounded like shit guitar-wise uh, because DJ Asma was playing the fucking guitars. I don't see that being the case now listening to Mick's new album. So I'm very, very happy that 10,000 Volts has enough material on it that I'm actually happy about, regardless of whether Steve Brown's been fulfilling the role of Richie Scarlett or Frank on Anomaly, who did a lot of work, and Anthony, of course. Um, You know, Ace needs it. And again, we're really lucky to still have these guys making new music. Go out and celebrate the artists that you love. I mean, that that really is what it's about. Mark, what do you got going musically before we go? Uh, just working on a new Dark Monarchy record and uh, still, you know, 
doing the pre-order for my latest Project Gemini. By the way, tomorrow is Bandcamp Friday, so if you haven't picked up a copy of the album, it might be a good day to do it then. It's going to be 100% to all artists tomorrow, so if you don't have a coffee, go to Bandcamp, look for Project Gemini, and grab a coffee. Yeah, one last comment. No, he did not. He did a lot of work, but, you know, 10 out of 11 songs are still sung by Ace Frehley. You know, so there we are. If you don't like it, that's fine. But I think we've had a pretty positive response to it today uh, from the vast majority of the audience. Not everyone. It doesn't have to be either. Um, You know, and see what the other podcasts are saying. Podcast Rock City was live about now doing their review. There'll be others doing their reviews. You know, go check out the shows that you like or the people that you hate and see what they say about the album. You know, they'll either you get to agree with them or they'll get you mad. It's all good. But for now, from Lonnie, Mark, and myself, we thank you for joining us, and we shall see you next time. Again. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again. Imbeciles.